This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The liberal government's much maligned Bill C-18 is now awaiting royal assent, I think, or it's received. uh, It's done. It's passed, uh, essentially. That's the government's attempt to regulate the Internet. It's had a really rocky ride to the finish line, as you know. It's been blown up and rebuilt and rehashed and reshaped and criticized by almost everyone. Even in the final hours, right before it passed, the government was scrambling to do damage control. They were meeting with Google this week to try and keep them in the game. But yesterday, um, Facebook released a statement saying that, as they had promised, news content will no longer be available on Facebook and Instagram for all users in Canada. They're yanking it. We haven't heard what Google's going to do yet. Um, we won't actually see the changes. The rules come in probably for six months or so as they now work out the framework of what it's going to look like. But Facebook's not waiting around. They said, we're out. Uh, so where does this leave us? And did anybody get what they wanted out of this bill? I I haven't seen anybody who's satisfied. We're going to chat with Dr. Michael Geist, an Internet law professor at the University of Ottawa. Uh, Dr. Geist, thanks for joining us again. Appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Is there a winner, Michael? Did anybody at the end of the day go, okay, this is is better for us? Well, I think it remains to be seen how it plays out. I, I think we can foresee if it moves in the direction it's moving. I don't think there are any winners. And we should be clear, there's been two bills here. There's been Bill C-11, that was certainly very controversial right, yeah. on the broadcast side, that's passed. We're talking now about C-18 that is focused specifically on the news sector. And given, as you just noted, that Facebook is saying they're they're out and will not uh, permit uh, news sharing in Canada in response to the government's plan, which is to force them to pay for links. We're not talking about the content here. We're talking about the links. Uh, they're out. Google, as you say, remains to be seen. But, you know, even just with Facebook out, Canadians who use that platform will lose because it won't be as good. The platform itself loses because it's not as good. Yeah. Um, and Canadian media, which was hoping for a big payday out of this, won't get any money. In fact, they're going to lose significant traffic because their content won't appear on that platform anymore. Let's dig into that a bit, because if you hear the government talk about it, they say, hey, listen, all this is is if the if the media company produces the content and Facebook shares it, Facebook should have to pay for the content. And Facebook's saying, we don't share the content, we share the link. The advertising revenue still goes to the content creator. Explain that area where it seems like nobody's on the same page. Well, I think you've, I think you've actually spelled it out really well, which is that's exactly the case. When, when we talk about news on a platform like Facebook, we are not talking about platform making full copies or reproducing the work and running ads against it. You know, that was the, the use they were making of the work, which I think is actually how people would typically understand it. Then you could say, well, sure, there needs to be either a license or some kind of compensation to discussed. But that's not what happens. In fact, in the majority of circumstances, it's the publishers that post the link themselves on Facebook in the hope of attracting an audience that then drives traffic back to their site where they can generate ads and perhaps get subscribers and the like. So, you know, Facebook argues, listen, this is a big benefit to the publishers. Yeah. They're getting all this free referral traffic. And the government sort of, I think, almost inexplicably for people who kind of just sort of step back and take a look at what they're saying, is saying that, well, when publishers post their links on Facebook, Facebook needs to pay the publishers 
for having the, for having sent that traffic back to them. It kind of flips on its head the way stuff typically works on the internet. Compare this with what happened in Australia, because they went down the same path and Facebook did the same thing. What was the resolution there? Is there a resolution or could we have learned something from what they went through? Well, I think we took the wrong lessons from what took place there because there was a resolution. The government had structured their law in a way that gave them a bit more of an out. And so what they eventually did was find a way to to reach some, to address some of the concerns of Facebook and Google. Those companies then struck deals. And so the law actually has never been applied to them because they had the deals in place. Canada went about it somewhat differently. And so the law really applies to them not if they have deals or not, but applies to them just by virtue of the linking. And so when Facebook says, well, we've got to make sure that we're not linking anymore when this law takes effect, that's really the result of how the Canadian government structured this legislation. And for whatever reason, the Heritage Minister Pablo Rodriguez kept insisting that this that this was all just a bluff, that they would at the yeah. end of the day come back to the table. And Facebook you know, whatever you think of Facebook, and there's plenty of people to criticize, I think, with a lot of justification, from day one, they've, they've made it clear, news just isn't all that important on that platform. It's about 3% of people's feeds. It's highly substitutable, so people spend the same amount of time on the platform, whether they're clicking on a news link or looking at a friend's photo. And so if they were on the hook for the prospect of hundreds of millions in liability for links and uncapped liability, you wouldn't even know how much in advance they're on the hook for, he said, listen, we'll have no choice but to simply stop linking altogether. What do you think this means for the information environment? I mean, Facebook is a disaster when it comes to misinformation and disinformation and all the rest of those things. Who determines what Facebook will now link to, what Facebook will ban, who's left to sort of play in that space, and what does it mean for the audience? Yeah, that's great. Those are great questions. And I think it does highlight that, you know, at a time when we are concerned about misinformation and quality of information, that this actually is, is going to make matters worse because it's going to take away from that platform certainly some content that is credible. And, and what's, and we need to ask the question, well, what's left in its stead? It might not be a big part of people's feeds, but to the extent to which it's still there, uh, it's typically going to be lower quality stuff. And I, I don't think that, you know, that's not healthy in terms of, people the information information ecosphere it's not healthy for the survival of many of these news outlets particularly some of the smaller independent ones that typically have been more dependent on social media to help build an audience and a community say between 17 to 30 percent of their traffic comes from social media and if you you cut that off to a company that's trying to get off the ground and, and find its audience the result of the Canadian government legislation here may well be to stop some of those new innovative companies directly in their tracks. Yeah, exactly, which is the, the unforeseen downside. So, I mean, we're still talking about months down the road before we see this brought in and they're drawing up exactly how it's going to work. What, what do you think is going on right now in terms of what we're going to do when it comes to actually putting laws in around this? I mean, this has been changed and reshaped and redrafted so many times. Where do you think it goes from here? Well, the law is the law. It yeah, once it's passed, right? It received, it, received, it received royal assent, so it's done. Uh, there is a regulation-making process, yep. and that provides a bit of wiggle room. And, you know, there have been reports that Google is having conversations with the government, so perhaps they're they're looking for some kind of compromise there. 
I have to say, it is harder to see a pathway for compromise when it comes to Facebook. And it's just their 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 economic reality company that is laying people off and the like is that this just isn't valuable content. I mean, I think the uncomfortable reality is that the news outlets need Facebook far more than Facebook needs the news outlets. And so long as the as their users are interested and they're posting content and there's sort of and there's no kind of economic consequences to Facebook, they're fine doing so. But layer in uncapped liability for hundreds of millions of dollars for linking, and the company says, "Listen, the business decision here is obvious. We've got to exit that exit that part of the market." Which they said right from the beginning. Yes, they did. Indeed. We saw it coming, uh, Doctor Guys. Thank you so much for your time. I always appreciate it. 